Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We were back to it on Wednesday as the Chiefs begin their preparation for the Miami Dolphins on Sunday at noon Arrowhead time. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver McCole Hardman, and cornerback Bashad Breeland came out to the podium. So we'll hear from all of them on this podcast starting with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. We had a couple guys that were sick, uh, non-COVID related, but uh, yes, sir, Durant and then Tyreek Hill, uh, both were sick. So, And then Damon Wilson... Uh, had hurt his knee, so he didn't he didn't practice either. Um, other than that, everybody was out there. We look forward to the challenge of playing uh, the Dolphins. We listen. We know they're a good football team, and not only by record, but uh, by coach, by the way they coach them and the way they play. And um, so our, our players were able to get a little tape on them today and and practice and and um, get themselves on the first leg here of. Um, a preparation uh, to play play against them. So, anyways, with that, time's yours. First, uh, Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, I know you guys have done some unique things in the past when it comes to preparing for someone like Lamar Jackson. Will there be anything unique with the left-hander in Tua, and how difficult is it to prepare for someone with so few NFL starts to their name? Well, he's got enough. I mean, he's a good football player, and um, so is Fitz. I mean, they, they've got a good – yeah, they've got two good quarterbacks, so you got to get make sure that you you got the right side and the left side of it covered. And um, uh, but Tua's got a great future, you know, and and Brian knows that, so they're they're working him in, and <clears throat> he's producing for him. Uh, and it looks like it's a really good draft pick for him. Go next to Sam Mellinger. Good, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, we asked you a lot about the uh, the Tyreek play, the replay thing. I wanted to ask you about the other <laughs> sort of close call on the touchdown, the one that got called back on the holding penalty. Um, initially there was a, there were two flags on that play and the, the ref said there's no penalty for the backflip or whatever. Did you get clarification? Is that because the touchdown didn't count? And, and do you have clarification going forward? Is that going to be a penalty? And do you have a problem with him doing that? Well, I'll, I'll talk to him about that, but, um, I just want him in the end zone. You know, that's, that's what I'd like. Uh, it's nice that he can, he can do backflips, but let's do him in the end zone. So, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not unless it's taunting, it's not a penalty. So, okay. And and did they did they pull that flag up because they said it wasn't taunting or because the touchdown didn't count? That's what they told me. So, I, I, yes. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach. Uh, you know, Brian Flores is was up with with New England for a long time, so he, I don't know who exactly calls all the defensive plays and everything. But do you see some of those kind of New England fingerprints on on the way the Dolphins play defense, and and what sort of specific challenge do they provide defensively? Since you know you've faced the kind of New England style before. Yeah, Brian's a great defensive mind. So I mean, he he's sharp. Uh, he <clears throat> he did run the the defense there in New England and. Uh, when we were in the championship game, he was one calling them. So uh, he knows that thing backward and forward. And you could see it. You could see uh, how those guys are playing. I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the league, and uh, it's evident why. So, I mean, they play hard, aggressive, and uh, definitely maximizing um, everything he's got there. So I, I think the players believe in him. Go next to Herbie Teofi. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, you're, you can appreciate good tight end play. Obviously, you have Travis Kelsey, but when you look over at the Dolphins, they've got a good one in there, Mike Kozicki. 
What, what are some of the impressions you have from when you pop on the tape and you see what he's been able to do this year? Yeah, well, Mike was a heck of a player, you know, in high school and in um, college there. So he, he um, he's been able to carry it over. People at one point thought he was going to just be a receiving tight end. He was thin and that whole deal, but he's, he's filled out nice. And I, I think he's tremendous. I mean, he's a, he's really a great route runner and uh, he can high point it and very long. And, and so he, he can go up and get it. And uh, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. Go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, and I'll have a quick follow-up, Brad. Um, Coach, first of all, just on Emmanuel Agba, what, what you see out of him, you guys had him here. He, he gave you guys a spark on the pass rush before he got hurt. Uh, what, what, what did you see in him? If you remember the personnel conversations, I know Brett handles that, but what, what it was you guys saw in him, what he delivered, and, and what he is now? Yeah, no, listen, we liked him here. Uh, I, I think he's a heck of a football player, and I, I love the person. I mean, he's a great kid. Um, he ended up getting hurt um, <clears throat> when he was here, but he, up to that point, he was playing really good football. And right now, he's he's playing tremendous football. So, <clears throat> uh, and he made a lot of money, uh, which is great for him, and and that's a that's a real plus uh, for him. So he well deserved, and he's uh, he's giving him every dime of it right now. And I don't know the, the conversations about their quarterbacks. The Dolphins have really been doing a lot with their defense, but. The number on on Patrick since you've had Patrick, the Chiefs with Patrick, uh, is that of his nine losses, eight times the other team had to get to thirty one points uh, to beat you. So that's kind of the book. Like if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you got to you have to hang a big uh, point total out there. Do you notice uh, other teams maybe coming out of their personality, maybe trying to do too much because they feel like they've got to get to a maybe a bigger point total than they're really capable of? I don't know that. Um, I, we've seen some creative things, but um, I, you know, I, I can't tell you that uh, one way or another. Um, I, I'm sure somewhere they talk about that you guys score and do that, but <clears throat> I don't know exactly what they're what they're saying to them. But uh, they've they have done some creative things. Yeah. Looks like we've got three left. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, Coach, uh, good, good afternoon to you. Uh, Two-part question. The first being, last year, following the post, uh, following you all's bye week, you all were kind of like in playoff mode. Obviously, with the teams that you've been playing uh, post post your bye week, the Raiders, Tampa Bay, of course, you got Miami coming up, and then New Orleans. Have you all kind of switched into that playoff mode, trying to you know make sure that you all go straight all the way through uh, to hopefully Tampa Bay once again, and then Brad have a follow-up? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, you get so focused on the team that you're playing, you don't really think of anything other than that. And you try to maximize it every week. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's just, that's kind of what we do. And <clears throat> we don't look ahead. We don't look behind. We're just trying to nail what we've got going uh, that week. And then, and sp you know, specifically today, this day here. So we have situations that we have to get covered and you want the guys to maximize that and not worry about all the other stuff that they can't control there. <clears throat> Go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Andy, uh, obviously some memories here going back to Miami. Obviously, you're not playing the 49ers, but the Dolphins, but just kind of when you know you're going to Miami to kind of go back in your memory a little bit and remember all the good times there. Yeah, I, listen, I probably won't go there too much. I mean, I was locked down in a hotel when I was there and and uh, trying to get ready for the game. And I was, I was pretty, uh, I mean, you know, the game and all was great, but two different scenarios. Um, we've got a, <clears throat> we've got a in-season game 
there's not all the glitz and glamour that there is for a for a Super Bowl. So, uh, and we're playing a good football team that we got to, you know, we got to do the same thing <clears throat> we did before. You got to focus in on them and make sure that you've covered all the bases. I mean, they're just they're they're too good not to. So, <clears throat> we'll go last to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Andy, I, I know you're in game prep, but so I'm, I'm not sure if you saw it, but both Patrick and LDT have, have been named as Sports Illustrated Sports Persons of the Year, the activist athlete. Uh, just want, wanted to get your thoughts on both those guys, according to Sports Illustrated, as two of the five guys who inspired in 2020. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, Ted, Ted Cruz gave me a heads up on it. And um, what an honor, man. I mean, that's uh, of all the people in all the sports. I mean, to have two guys, uh, let alone, one, let alone two. I mean, it's it's crazy. So. Uh, both so deserving. I'm, I'm proud of them for both of them for what, all they do. And <clears throat> and Patrick's young here and will we'll continue on. And Larry's young as a doctor, so he's going to keep keep rolling there. So it's uh, and LeBron's been doing it a long time. I mean, you know, they, all of them have their own story. I mean, it's it's tremendous. I, I just think it's a um, you know, it's a it's a great thing. Great honor. Yeah. Hey, you ready for us? Ready to go. All right, we'll start first with Ruth Biggis. Go ahead, Ruth. Hey, Patrick. Congratulations on the honor with Sports Illustrated, Sports Person of the Year. <laughs> that is really cool. How do you feel about that? And you've been noted not only for your prowess on the field, but everything you're doing off the field. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a tremendous honor um, to, to be a part of that group of people that have made such an impact in this world. Um, and, and for me, I mean, I, I'm obviously super excited and super thankful for them to name me that. But it, I mean, the, the, the fight is not done. I mean, we have to continue to make an impact in this world every single day. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that along with the people in this locker room. I think we have a, a great group of guys that want to impact this community and this world in the best way possible. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Patrick. Um, hey, Brad, when I'm done, I'll have a follow up. Um, Patrick, your touchdown the other night um, came on a free play where Denver jumped off sides. Um, and you've shown a pretty good knack for that since you've been uh, the quarterback here. How did you pick that up? That's kind of a thing you normally associate more with veteran quarterbacks. How did you pick that up? You've been doing that for a while. Were you pretty good at it in college? Yeah, I mean, we did it in, we did it in high school and then we did it again in college. And I think coaches have just given me the reign to, to use your snap count and uh, try to gain an advantage in any way. And uh, I mean, I, I've tried to do that as I've gotten into my career so far. And I think, I think it's not only me, but the, off, the whole offense has to be on the same page of running their routes at the right depths, doing the right stuff and staying uh, on sides when we're using those hard counts. And so uh, I think the offense does a great job of that. And I just try to find the open guy and let them make plays. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been particularly good at that, as you know, over the years. You ever watch him? Do you, you pick up uh, anything from him over the years on that particular part of the game? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think he does a, a tremendous job of he he can he can change plays. He can use the hard count. He can do whatever it is pre snap. And I mean, obviously, he's super talented. He can make a lot of plays happen. Um, but he he's particular particularly good at uh, using it uh, stuff like that with twelve men on the field or the or the hard count to to get free plays. Go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Patrick, there was a, a route you had with McCole Hardman where he, he, it was an out route to the, to your right hand side. Right. And you, and you threw it and I think the DB knocked it away and it looked like you were saying, Hey, come back. Um, I know it's a lot more complicated, right. Than the old eighth grade out route at 10 yards, right. Do you guys got options and everything? How, how, how much freedom is there for the receivers and how vital is it for you and the receivers? You always talk about being on the same page. How, is every route 
got options that, uh, you know, every receiver's got? Is it just some of the time? How's that work? Uh, I mean, it's just, it kind of, it kind of just goes with the coverages that are going against what the defense is doing. And so um, you, you saw that one where I, I wanted him to come back and he thought he had got enough room by his release to, to, to get straight to the sideline. So we, we had a little mis, mis, miscommunication there, but there was times in the games where uh, with Kelsey, he ran a, a route where he, he went out cause he felt like he had the room and I threw it behind him. Um, and it's just stuff like that. But I mean, most times we're doing it right. And no one says anything, but when we do miss uh, obviously we want to be better and not have any of those during the game. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier. You, you do watch him, and I know the quarterback group in the NFL is kind of like a tight fraternity. When you look over at Miami and, and their young rookie into a tongue of a low, what, what are some of the things that impress you about him? Yeah, I mean, you can see it from his college career and then now in his pro career. He, he knows how to manage the game and manage the situation. I mean, he does a good job of knowing that his defensive special teams – uh, is is working and can do what he can on the offense to put up enough points to, to win football games. And he's done that his whole career. And that's truly a remarkable thing. I mean, that's something that I wasn't that good at my, my first year here. And I mean, obviously he has the talent. He can make all the throws. He can roll to his right, to his left and throw off balance and he can run and make stuff happen too. So, uh, uh, but that, that veteran kind of mental mindset that he has, I think it's, it's truly special at this time in his career. Go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick, twofold, one on, one off the field. The first one off, uh, obviously, uh, Brittany has bought into a uh, professional team with the women's soccer organization. Just what is it for you and her to both buy into Kansas City, buy into professional teams? And then is there anything else you guys want to contribute to the city of Kansas City? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we want to continue to do more and more to build uh, this community. I mean, it's done so much for us. We want to continue uh, to, to invest in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's done a, she's done a great job. Uh, it, it happened fast. I mean, she's been talking, uh, with the other owners in that team about bringing a team, uh, for the last couple months here and they, and they got that, got to make it happen uh, quicker than I think they even expected. So obviously super excited for them, super congratulatory to all, all of them. And, uh, she's done a great job of, of doing what she can to, to make, make those, make those girls feel loved and, and know that they're coming to Kansas city and they're going to get support, supported like every other sports team does here. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, um, wanted to ask you about Tua as well. When did you first speak with him? Did you give him any advice per se before going into the draft and just what the what he may sort of experience similar to what you did? And do you see similarities between what you had with Alex, maybe what Tua has with with Ryan and, and what's going on there in Miami, even though obviously Tua has, you know, entered, you know, his rookie season earlier than you did? Yeah, I actually talked to him a couple times. He's actually in the same agency as me, um, so uh, we're able to talk through that. Um, but uh, I mean, he's just—he's super talented. He—he he understands what it takes to win football games, um, uh, and I think that comes from playing Alabama and, and winning those national championships there. He understands exactly what he needs to be what needs to be done to win football games. So uh, for me, uh, I, as far as the between Alex and me and, and Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick, him, I think uh, they, they have a great dynamic there where they uh, like like me and Alex, are two two great football players that just want to go out there and win in whatever way possible and help out the team. Um, and so, uh, I mean, obviously it's worked and they've won a lot of football games and it'll be a great challenge for us this this week to beat a really good football team. We've got three left. Let's go Darren, Pete, and then Sam to close it out. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick. Uh, uh, two questions for you. One, um, does, it, does it kind of validate you being Sportsman of the Year uh, with the others, with your social activism, your support of Black Lives Matters, trying to get uh, votes out? What is next for you as it relates to that? What's your next move uh, on the activism side? And then secondly, 
your hair commercial that you did. Now, you and I, we both got the same barber. Why didn't you have the Juan Bonds cut, you know, <laughs> in that commercial with you? Yeah, well, uh, the first part, I mean, the validate uh, validate question, to me, it's not about the validation. It's about doing whatever it takes to, to make this world a better place. And obviously, it's really cool to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated and be recognized for something like that. Uh, but like what I said earlier, it, we're, we're not done. And I think the next thing is really supporting during these troubling times, uh, black owned businesses in the Kansas City community and, and, and making sure those businesses can stay afloat and keep continue to, to build generational wealth um, and, and, and things like that. And so that'll be our next step. Um, and then as far as the barber, uh, with all the COVID stuff going on, Dewan couldn't make it to where we were shooting the commercial ad. And so uh, I actually got my hair cut by him for the commercial, but he wasn't the guy cutting it in the commercial. Uh, last two will go Pete Sweeney and Sam. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick. I, I know that recently red zone success has been a, a point of conversation. As you guys have self-scouted the past week or two, how do you feel like you can improve in that as, as we get to the final fourth of the season? Yeah, I think uh, first execution, uh, whenever we do have the right play, we got to find the right guy and, and, and hit them and get in the end zone. And then, I mean, when it comes down to it, you just got to be you got to be tougher and find ways to run the ball in there. I mean, we've had opportunities where we have where we have chances to, to, to get in the end zone as far as me throwing it with guys open in the end zone or, or running the ball and trying to punch it in there. Uh, but kind of like what EB says, I mean, you got you got to be able to run the ball when they know you're going to run the ball. Go to Sam McDowell for the last one. Go, Sam. Hey, Patrick, just two real short ones. Um, I'm wondering if you had a chance to connect with Alex Smith after what he was able to do on Monday. Um, and then also uh, Miami, do you think you'll have any memories as, as you step on the field uh, on Sunday? Uh, I haven't talked to Alex since he, since he won the game uh, uh, against the Steelers. Big win for him, obviously. I mean, it's just truly tremendous to see him. It seems like every single time he gets back out there, you watch him play, he feels more and more comfortable and, and he looks more and more like the Alex of old. And, uh, and, and that Alex can win a lot of football games. So, I mean, they're doing a, a tremendous job battling for their, their NFC East uh, uh, crown with the, with the Giants and a couple other teams over there. Um, and so I, I'm obviously super proud of him being able to battle through that and be a, at the top of his game again. Um, and then what was your second question one more time? Just do, do you think being on the field in Miami is going to prompt any memories of, of the February game? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Uh, but uh, at the same time, we're, we're going down there to play a really good football team. So, I mean, as, as quickly as you get those memories, you kind of have to let those things go because uh, uh, it's going to take everything we have to beat a really good Miami Dolphins football team. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 
Twenty-nine.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with wide receiver McCole Hardman. Hey, McCole, I was just wondering, from 2019 to 2020, in what ways do you feel that you've grown as a receiver? Um, um, probably just more more awareness of what's going on, coverages, um. Uh, the playbook itself in general, um, playing freely. Uh, I think my route running has got better. Um, I think my, like I said, the, the recognizing the coverages and just knowing where I need to be and chemistry with Pat, I think I've ruined all those aspects and continue to keep growing as the season goes. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Well, <clears throat> we haven't talked to you since the, the Tampa game. Patrick took the blame for that pass where he looked wide open, but we obviously don't know the assignments. I'm wondering if you could just kind of describe what happened on that play. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was like a, um, like a vertical route up the field. They kind of blew their coverage and I, you know, I was kind of like wide open. Um, I think it was one of those moments. It was just like more so, Dang, I can't believe he just wide open. I think that was Pat. I think it was Pat said, like, I can't believe you just wide open. But um, at the end of the day, I got to make that catch. Um, Stopping faster or just whatever, man, I got to make that catch. But uh, it just got to be on the same page and move on to the next play. So Let's go next to Herbie TLB. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nicole, we, we haven't talked to you. I, it, it's been a while. And I, I have to ask this question because you spent two weeks on the COVID reserve list. What led to that listing, and, and what did you learn about yourself, especially also the, the pandemic, when you spent the two weeks away from the team? Um, I mean, I guess you can get it from anywhere, multiple ways. You know, I just, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, a virus that we don't know how to, you know, contain right now. And um, and the best way to do it is just, you know, go to work and go home. And and somewhere in between that, um, something happened, but. Thank God I didn't have no symptoms or nothing like that. I was I was perfectly fine. You know, um, I had to just do the the ten days that I needed to do. I'm glad it was on a bye week, uh, which is good. I didn't you know miss no significant time to to the team. And you know, if they needed me, I was there for the game. So um, yeah, you just gotta be careful, man, and be be aware of your surroundings and and you know, do the, the all necessary thing. Wash your hands. You know, sanitize everything, and just take those precautions, those steps. And I think you know that'd be the best way to prevent it. Physically, what were some of the symptoms that you may have had, and then how long did it take for you to get over it? No, I had none at all, honestly. I was perfectly fine like I am now. Um, didn't even know I even was at a risk of having it, you know, um, until they told me. And uh, so, but like I said, like, fortunately, I didn't have a, any symptoms, and I was on the bye week. So I just, you know, was there for my team the following week. Go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nicole. Um, just looking at Miami, one of the best defenses in football. When you're looking at them on a film, what stands out about them? Um, I think they, they're unique and they package this to what they do. I think they blitz from various ways. Um, they got some good guys on the back end. Um, some guys are good for guys up front as well. So it's going to be a good overall challenge for us, you know, going into the game. Uh, I think we can handle it uh, very well. If we go in there and do what we got to do, be disciplined about it. And, and whatever they throw at us, if we can adjust to it very well on the fly, even, you know, um, just seeing it at, at, while we're out there and um, make, the, make the plays that we need to make, I think we'll be all right. Like we got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Seren. Go ahead, Seren. McCall, there was uh, one play in the game. It was an out to your right uh, as you went out, and 
Patrick threw the ball your way and it didn't end up getting completed. It looked like he was gesturing the cameras, at least on TV, had, you know, got, got him like gesturing like, hey, you're supposed to come back on that. Can you just describe what that route is? Are there options? You know, I, I think it's probably a lot more complex what's going on out there as to what you see and you and the quarterback happen to be on the on the same page. What what happened on that route, as you recall? Um it was an out route for sure. Um, DB honestly made a, a great break on the on the ball as well. Um, um, as far as me coming back, uh, I definitely could have declined my route um, at the top for sure. I think just so I think the ball got on me kind of fast um, at, at the point of you know at the point of my break. I think the ball got on me pretty fast. And um, but I just gotta know what what Pat's looking for. And um, but like I said, the DB actually made a. A, a great break, you know, I had him going. Um, he stopped very well on a dime actually. And, um, but yeah, um, definitely I just could come down at the, at the point of my break. And um, so I can give Pat a better, you know, target to throw, especially he trying to throw it on my body, trying to keep me in bounds or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I just got to come back, come back um, negative on, on that route. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, McCall, we don't get a chance to talk much kind of old college stuff because we don't get you guys as often you're not going to play against Tua here because you're on offense and he's on offense. But can you take us back to that t national title game when you guys were playing? And did you even consider he was someone who was going to come in the game? And what was it like to see kind of the performance he did? And, and can you imagine yourself a few years later, you guys are playing each other against each other in the league? Yeah, uh, Tua, a great quarterback, man. Um, he did his thing at Alabama. Um, you know, I mean, he's doing his thing at the Dolphins as well. You know, I think he's going to have a great career. Um, but yeah, when we went back to Georgia, man, um, Jalen Hurts got hurt. Um, here go, here comes Tua, the, the backup QB, and start having a good game. Me, honestly, I'm, I'm talking college, but I don't think he did nothing special. You know, I think we just messed up a lot. You know, I think he he came in and he just made the right throw. I mean, freaking what third and twenty three, second and twenty three, or something like that, and blow a coverage on the back end, man. The game should have been over, man. But uh, he, 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 I think he did what he supposed to do. But then I think that following year when he came in and was actually the solidified starting quarterback, I think he made a name for himself to show that he was he was really the best QB in, in college football at that time. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, McCall, we mentioned earlier about you being on the COVID list. I think Andy told us that you were sort of the emergency option in the game against Las Vegas. Uh, Byron Pringle gets hurt. You kind of come in late and have that one reception in the game-winning drive. Uh, I just wanted to get what your perspective was in that sort of scenario, coming off the COVID list, not really thinking you may play, and then being sort of put in the most critical uh, portion of the game uh, to replace Byron. Yeah, I mean, I know um, not practicing all week was, you know, was going to be hard, especially conditioning-wise, um, but – like coach, I think coach said the emergency. I was just there for you know really support the guys and let them do their thing. And if they needed a blow or you know if they needed me to come in and um, take a rep or two, I was definitely gonna be there for them. You know and um, so, but when Pringle got hurt, you know I knew I could was well enough more than to step in and do what I needed to do and um, call a pass. You know on the two minute drive. So and there's just some things that you know you got to be able willing to do and be prepared to do. So I was just ready whenever my number was called. McCall, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Bashad, was uh, wondering what your um, scouting report tells you about Tua and what you've seen from him on video in the few games that he's been a starter so far this year. Uh, he's a good quarterback, you know what I mean? They uh, put him in a good position to, uh, to make plays. Uh, he can use his feet, uh, you know what I mean? He's a left-handed quarterback, uh, you know what I mean? So it's opposite than uh, other quarterbacks. Uh, we just got to hone in on, on his mechanics. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Hey, Bishad, I, I know you're locked in on, on winning this year, but I know that since the Carolina Panthers thing a few years back, you've been desiring this big-time contract. How do you see the year going so far, and what do you hope to do a, as the season rolls along here as you maybe pursue that in the future? Man, I'm just, I'm right now I'm just focused on Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what can I do to uh, help this team uh, win this, this last quarter of football and what I can do to help them get in the playoffs and uh, get to the uh, Super Bowl uh, I really haven't had much thought about uh, the offseason. I'm just focusing on the uh, prison. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Bashad, this is the uh, first stretch that you, Legereus, and Traverius have all played together on the field. I'm just wondering what the chemistry has been like so far and what can you take from last year that will help you guys be ready to go uh, when you guys do play in the playoffs? Uh, the chemistry is growing. Uh, you know what I mean? Around this time, we, we was playing with a lot of different pieces. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? We had K-4 playing different different positions uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, and, and the chemistry was growing as well during those times. Uh, and I feel like this time, uh, the three corners that we have now, you know what I mean? The chemistry is getting there. We got a bunch of smart players. Uh, Snee, he's a very smart uh, individual. Well, uh, Tavares Ward. And we all play off each other. Let's go next. Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's happening, Breezy? Uh, your, your defense leads the league in holding teams to under 21 points, and it seems like you guys still aren't at your best. Uh, what are your overall thoughts as, as the defense uh, tries to get better going down the stretch? Uh, just keep taking it one game at a time, one play at a time. Uh, we can continue to do that, keep focused on, on, on getting better as individuals. Uh, we'll get better as a defense. Uh, and I just feel like everybody holding in together uh, – D-line, linebackers, and secondary uh, come together with, with a commodity, and it'll get better going forward. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Bashad, you mentioned earlier on, on Tongo Valoa's left, being a left-handed quarterback, and I'm curious, when, when you when you line up on defense, is there a different approach when you do go against a southpaw quarterback, or is it just the same? Um, most of the quarterbacks open up to, to their life, so it'd be the left side of our defense. Uh, now that he's a left-handed quarterback, he's mostly going to open up to our right side. Uh, right side is really going to be his strong side uh, as far as their place. 